Hi there, it's Slava, and you're listening to episode 48 of Podcast English Tea. Let's start with a shout out to people who left feedback to our previous episode. I would like to thank Anna for her insight and ideas, which I will definitely use in the following episodes. Andrew and Yula showed their support with humor, and I really appreciate that. And many thanks to people who contacted me in direct messages and complimented the previous episode. Your words really motivate me to move on. So for the next episodes, if you would like to ask a question or present a case, feel free contacting me directly or using our platform like sonar.one or YouTube channel of this podcast to ask your questions, which I will definitely answer in the following episodes. So... Today's issue is the following. Sometimes people come to me with a request to learn the language and their request is not always clear because I would like to have perfect English is not really a learning request or learning objective. This is a dream. It's a lifelong process. And language is huge. It has lots of aspects, areas, fields. And to learn all of them, well, it takes time, right? So... What to learn first? Many people have a tendency to jump into grammar because grammar seems feasible, understandable. You know where to start, you know how to practice, and it's quite clear that if you know grammar, you don't make mistakes, right? Well, not really. Then maybe vocabulary is the right answer. If you know lots of words and phrases, you can put them all together and speak advanced English. Mm. Also partially true, but not completely. So the challenge here that you use English for some specific purposes. You need your English to negotiate better. You would like to improve your English to write proper, polite email. Or you're preparing for a presentation at a conference or at a business meeting. Doesn't really matter. The idea is that you English you need English for something. And this something is the function of the language. That's why uh, English teachers know something that is some kind of a secret. It's named functional language. And if you start Googling that, you'll find that functional language, especially in business English, is not only about programming, but it has lots and lots of implications. And today I'd like to show you three simple and I hope clear for you examples of what functional language is and how you could use that in your future learning. Uh, most of us at different stages of learning English learned the section of giving directions. And what is the functional language on the example here? It's a combination of grammar topics with vocabulary that serves you the function of explaining how to get from point A to point B. You can't do it just by learning imperatives, like go, do, don't, as well as you can't learn it only learning grammar, like at the street, on the street, in the town center, at the center, and so on. So you need a combination of those and formation of specific patterns. And when you give directions, what exactly do you have to know? You should be able to present the instruction. You should know the vocabulary to describe different stages. And possibly you should also be polite. So if you think of, for example, the nearest supermarket, and you would have to explain to a person who is sitting next to you how to get there, what kind of language would you use? 
yeah, probably you would go for something like go, cross, do, and that's fine for the first two sentences. But if the supermarket is somewhere farther, or maybe it could be the subway station or the bus stop, it might take you really a while and repeating the same go, go, turn, turn becomes routine. So you probably would like to expand your vocabulary and you could use more words like follow this road, stayed, stay on the same side. Uh, you'll see that. Please come up to the third floor and so on. Uh, if you continue looking into more and more words to give directions to explain movements, um, you'll be able to do this function better next time. Uh, there are plenty of materials that have already been prepared for you, and one of them is going to be in the link below from usingenglish.com. Uh, but this is just one simple case, how it has been done in 2013. There are lots and lots of materials around this topic. Uh, let's try a little experiment. Select a point of destination where you're going to travel next, from wherever you are now, from home, from the office. And imagine you're talking to me. Could you please explain to me how to get to your next destination if I'm going to use public transport? Or walk, I don't know, depending on the place. Take 30 seconds and give me these directions either aloud, if you can, if it's comfortable, or just thinking about it. The only challenge for you is not to use the same word. So you cannot use the same instruction like go or turn. It should be always something new. Good luck. Well done there. So now let's try another one. Imagine you would like to request a vocabulary list for the previous topic or the one that are going to discuss right now. How would you do that? What question form or request form would you use? Could you provide the vocabulary list? Slava, can you do something? Or please do something? How many more can you think of? Let's think together. So what are the other forms? Except, can you, could you, please do something that come to your mind? That's funny, yeah? Because uh, usually we use two, three phrases that are always on the top of our heads and we don't really use many synonyms here, which is really lame because in many cases when we have to request the same person something again and again, could you works fine for emails yeah, or for messages, but in spoken conversation, you probably would like to use some synonyms, like if it's not too much trouble, or do you think you could, or if you're not too busy, or that would be a great help, and so on. There are plenty of phrases to make a request, and if you just start looking for articles which sound how to make requests in English, you'll find lots of them. For instance, one of the one that I found uh, splits these request phrases into the language levels, like elementary, pre-intermediate, intermediate. I don't fully agree with the gradation, but, well, it's a good example how to make it more diverse. And what I would suggest you doing is looking through this link and selecting three points from each section and seeing if you can use them during the day today or tomorrow or whenever you have a chance to use English next time. I believe that these 
exercise might expand your vocabulary at least three more phrases. And trust me, this is 50% more than most people use these days. So if you just learn three more phrases to make a request, your function of making requests becomes twice bigger, which I think is amazing result for a few seconds of reading the article. And the third section that I wanted to talk to you today is the way to apologize. Let's imagine you wanted to send a comment about my previous episode of English Tea and you didn't for some reasons. And now you would like to send me a short message saying sorry that you ignored me last time and didn't comment at all. So would you go for just sorry or what would be another way to say that? Of course, you could go for the phrase, I apologize. Yes, that's a trick. But if you would like to skip those two words or maybe make them more, mm, let's say, sincere, you could go for something like, oh, my bad. Or you could go for, I had that wrong. Or I'd like to apologize. I owe you an apology. I hope you can forgive me, Slava, for not sending your comments I take full responsibility for not sending the comments, and I promise doing that in the future. Well, <laughs> you could just go for pardon me and just comment to this one. Mm, so what do you do from here? If you just Google the articles, how to say sorry in English, you'll find lots of vocabulary there. And collecting five, six phrases is more than enough to make this function much more professional. So what to do with all this information, all this knowledge. You probably would like to detalize your learning objectives because learning English or having perfect grammar or not making mistakes at all is not really a destination. If you would like to do negotiations better, what exactly would you like to do better? You would like to disagree. You would like to clarify opinions. You would like to explain your thoughts better using arguments. If you're writing emails, what specifically in the email should be better? Explaining the context, showing the reasons, requesting something or asking questions. If you're making a presentation, which specific points of presentations should be improved? Would you like to have bright introduction or maybe storytelling? Or what are the steps or solutions that you offer and how to explain them better? Each of these subtopics is a function of language. And trust me, if you just spend 10-15 minutes googling one of these topics, you'll see lots of useful phrases that you probably haven't heard of. That's what I do each time I face such an issue. So my challenge for you is the next. Please choose one thing you would like to be able to do better in English and make a 15-minute research using articles and videos online. Out of this research, make a list of 10-15 phrases, even if you knew them previously but didn't actively use, put them into the list. And share this list at our website, sonar.one, at this episode, or at YouTube channel, in the comment section. If you don't want to show it publicly, send me a direct message on Facebook or any other channel you'd have. And one more time. For the future episodes, it's really important so we speak about the same things that are important for both you and me. That's why I would really love to hear what issues you might have with your English, what questions you would like to get answered. And if you do, please choose any of the channels mentioned above and ask me whatever is interesting for you. It could be a small grammar topic, it could be a specific case, it could be an emotional aspect of learning whatever 
English related comes your way and you would like to get answered. And not to miss the future episodes, you could subscribe to this podcast at sonar.one or to our YouTube channel. And stay tuned. <laughs>